0: Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. You find in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, the bylaws of Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the greatest message ever preached by our Lord Jesus Christ. It tells us exactly what it means to enter into the Kingdom of Heaven. We have to be partakers of His divine nature. It doesn't tell us what in obedience that we have to do, being born again of the water and the Spirit, Acts 2:38 of obedience under righteousness. It tells us the, uh, the last results, the final nature that we must have in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he says, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Those are the little children that have gone from newborn babes to the revelation that Jesus is the father and still some do not make heaven. Now that is uh, definitely profound, because we think we once saved, always saved, we've got one verse, and you're in. And then we're going to be tried as by fire, because when we have faith, and faith will be tried as by fire. So then it'll come forth as pure gold. It's not untempered mortar, building the wall of salvation with untempered mortar, that hasn't been through the fire but tempered mortar that has been through the fire now the thing we're focusing on today is that all that live godly in christ jesus shall suffer persecution not living a worldly life but a godly life the godliness the godlike. all those that do that will be persecuted and paul speaks of pearls of brethren and not only that, his own countrymen. As we take a look at the list, I'm going to read this of our brother Paul, who wrote 14 books of the New Testament out of 27 books. And it says in Second Corinthians 11, and he speaks there of getting in the flesh. He said, I speak foolishly. I'm bold also. And he goes on and lists what he's been through. Now, you've got to be accounted worthy to suffer shame for his name's sake. It's not something that's going to be automatic. When Peter and John were beaten after healing the man at the gate called Beautiful, the Lord Jesus, uh, that impotent man that was above 40 years old at the gate called Beautiful, then they are called in question. And at that point, they said, no more, preach any more in this man's name. Or when you do, you didn't intend to bring his blood upon us. Now, at that point, they're going to start persecuting the church because it's not in just giving out a track or going to church on a Sunday. But it's the lifestyle. It's the godliness, the godly life that the believer is living. That's going to automatically bring persecution. Not maybe, but definitely. Jesus stated that when they speak all manner of evil against you and revile you for his namesake. He says, so that they, the father's there of the prophets. He says, rejoice and leap for joy, for great is your reward in heaven. He didn't say, go back and try to defend yourself or work out, uh, uh, and watch over your reputation to do as he did. Uh, revile not back. Don't render evil for evil. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Do good for them that hate you. And that is only through the Spirit of God. And Jesus said, if they smite you on one cheek, turn the other cheek also. Now that's easier said than done, especially when they are doing a character assassination of a believer. But it will. It certainly happen to those that live godly in Christ Jesus. a holiness life. A godly life, not uh, not in the world, not a worldly church, but a true Christian believer, that is walking in the light, as he's in the light. Jesus said, "They call the master of the house bills above." That is prince of the devils, prince of the lies. How much more will they call those of his household bills above? They'll call you a devil. They all make of lies. Just as they did the Lord, and yet he opened not his mouth before his accusers. This is the way that we do it: giving way to vengeance, giving way to judgment to God. Take a look at Paul, and he stated there that, though no, he was in the flesh, he said, "I'm uh, I speak foolishly." And this is in Second uh, Corinthians 11 and verse. Uh, twenty-two. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. And here he goes. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? Now, this is pearls of his own brethren. These are people that claim to be ministers of Christ, and yet they are coming against Paul, saying he's weak in stature. And whenever he comes there in person, he will also be weak. And Paul goes on and says, "I are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. He's speaking in the flesh. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often." My goodness, trouble will never ceases out of distress perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted for not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about it in our bodies, the dying of the Lord Jesus. If you're a true believer, that is what we are called for. For we, which live are always delivered unto death, that the life of our Lord Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal bodies. Our light affliction, which is only but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This is trouble, tribulation, persecution, simply for the cause of Christ. And the more that you love, Paul said, the more I love, the less, the less I be loved. Have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth, the answer is to many, yes. Why? Because when it comes right down to it, they live in the flesh and want to justify themselves in the flesh and it becomes contentious and a brawler. And if you rebuke a scorner, you get yourself a block. Rebuke, uh, not a scorner, and he'll be wise in his own eyes. So there we have to be led of the Holy Ghost. As God speaks, there's a time to speak, a time to be silent. And whenever they have uh, reviled you, spoke all manner of lies against you, do we take him to court, do we follow a slanderous suit, uh, defamation lawsuit. No. Why? Because the Lord God will judge. And we know these things will definitely happen to those that live godly in Christ Jesus. He says of the Jew five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Now they beat up a, a person there, uh, 40 stripes, save one or 39 stripes. Uh, there on the back now, the Lord. Jesus himself was not beaten with just forty stripes, save one. Pilate did everything he can, uh, could, to kill Jesus by flogging. It was well over that, to the point where it ripped all the entails out of his back, his muscles, to where that he could not even carry his own cross. Simon of Cyrene carried it for him. Now Paul was at this five times. Now he's beaten, and he says thrice I was beaten with rods. That's three times. Once I was stoned, and we know he's left outside the city for dead, and, of course, the Lord lifted him up. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Now, that's the deep waters. After shipwreck, he was there a night and a day in the open waters of the ocean. Now, that is definitely faith. In journeying, journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, he was robbed, in perils of mine own countrymen, his own country, in perils by the heathen, we expect that, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, no matter where he went, <laughs> in perils in the sea, and here's what most do not understand. And it says, in perils among false brethren. They call themselves brethren. They call themselves Christians. And yet, they're false. They're not walking in the light as he's in the light. They claim to be. But because the word of truth, they deem it in a different perspective. Not through the Holy Ghost, but through their own false eyes of revelation. Then they attack you. There's never a time that you're supposed to be attacked or you attack another one. Everyone has a right to their own belief, and that's fine. But the ones that you try to help, the ones there will turn on you the most. Just as Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12, he walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. He kept the treasury for him. And then it, Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. Notice that he was betrayed with a kiss, affection, a kindly phileo, brotherly love. And he told them, the Roman soldiers, Judas Iscariot told the Roman soldiers, that take him safely. Why would he say that? Well, he simply thought, That at that time, it would force the Lord to set up his kingdom in the earth. And that if the Lord was pressured, and especially with the Roman army, that it would force him to set up the kingdom of God in the earth then. Not not waiting for the kingdom age and this dispensation of grace before then. And that's what the Antichrist does, is thanks to change times and seasons. Judas Iscariot thought to change that season. And because of it, then after it was over and he saw he was wrong, he repented, went back, gave the 30 pieces back to the priest, the high priest, and went out and hung himself. 30 pieces of silver. Well, he was totally wrong. Well, Paul said here, perils among false brethren and those you can expect it. And those that can be in your own company will turn their heel against you. He that is dipped with you in the sock will turn his own heel against you. But be encouraged. Jesus said these things would happen. Paul goes on and says, In weariness, painfulness, in watchings often, that's in, in watchings and in prayer. Watchmen, what of the night, water the night? The night cometh and also the morning. In watchings often, watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. Paul being a praying man and hunger and thirst. Oh, I didn't think we we're supposed to hunger and thirst. David said, I uh, was once young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging, begging bread. And how can Paul say he's in hunger and thirst? He said, even this present hour, are we hunger and thirst. It's not talking about fleshly let talk about eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. Daily bread. In fastings, often, And Paul was a fasting man. That is, for a time, he would fast. Seeking the Lord, God putting the flesh under, keep under my body, bringing in subjection, lest when I preach to others, Paul said, uh, lest I become a castaway. In cold and nakedness, nakedness. Yes, made a humiliated shame, Uh, literally cold and naked beside these things that are without, watch it, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, there an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ has a care or an oversight of the churches or the overseers. And we find that in Acts 20, 28, take heed to yourselves and over all the flock, over the which, the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he's purchased with his own blood. We saw that in uh, Corinthians, where the young man went up to his father's couch and did that which was not even named among the Gentiles. He had his father's wife. Well, when he did that, Paul said, being absent uh, from you in the body, but present with you in spirit, to take such a one that has done this thing, turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that he might be saved in the day of the Lord. And that's exactly what happened. Well, here we see the daily care of the churches upon him. There's a burden there. Therefore, won't the saints, just like he did to the Galatians, the church at Galatia, he said, oh, you foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? I would that they were even cut off as done this unto you. I'm afraid of you, lest my labor be in vain. And it was talking about the law, going back and under the law, billing those things again, which he first got it, uh, did away with, making yourself a transgressor, going back and under the law. And he goes on and he said, who is weak? And I'm not weak. In other words, feeling all the persecutions and the body suffers. We all suffer. And he says, "I'm in that body. If one, who is weak and I'm not weak, who's offended? I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. Why? Because, he said, when I'm weak, I'll glory in my infirmities. He's glorying in the cross. Well, when I'm weak, then am I strong? There'll be many times that you're going to be persecuted. Many times that you're going to be lied on." And they'll rail against you, revile you for their own sake. Maybe for money, maybe for politics, political reasons to uh, get you out of the way for they can make a way for their so-called ministries, not realizing they're doing it to the destruction of their own souls. But at that time, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. God will reward you. Those that speak evil against you. In Proverbs 26, it says that the curse causeless will not come. As a bird, it will go out of the mouth. It's a spirit that goes out that they speak against you. But it will not find rest. It will come back up on their own own head. That's what we call the boomerang effect. What you spoke on to others, if you do it the right way, and there is, someone that's contentious or you have aught against your brother, you do it the Bible way. We see that in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 on the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. You go to him alone. And if he will hear you, you've, you've, you've uh, gotten your brother. You know, their brother's back in the fold. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't hear you, well, you don't stop there. Nothing's established yet. So you take one or more with you. So that every word can be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. What if he still didn't hear you and you carry it before the church? He doesn't hear you then? Let him be unto you as a heretic of an unbeliever, unto you. In other words, you've done all you can do. So you don't let that drag you down. You don't think on these things to the will of God or- and let the Lord be your reward. Let Him judge. These things will happen. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Think not strange the fiery trial which is to try you. It's going to happen, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, just like He did. And the glory of God resteth upon you. That glory will turn to that. Glorying your the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. They see your good works and glorify your Father, your Lord Jesus Christ who is in heaven. But tribulation worketh patience, patience worketh experience, experience worketh hope. So you can see it comes from countrymen. It comes from your own perils of false brethren. It comes from within and without. It comes from every direction. And sometimes you can feel that you have been overpowered, that you just can't breathe, it's too much. And then you claim, First, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there's no temptation taking you such as common to man. Knowing that God said at that time that, uh, that with that temptation, I'll make a way to bear it or a way to escape. And there's no temptations taking you such as it's common to man. You're not singled out because... Uh, you have a certain call in your life, or whatever the case may be. It's simply because you are in the body of Christ. And those that live a godly life will suffer persecution. The world will hate you because it hated the Lord first. If the world loves you, then you're of the world. And none anyone that's of the world, the love of the world, the love of the Father is not in them. So you have to be prepared and don't let it drag you down. Pray for your enemies. Do good to them that despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies and uh, love your neighbors yourself. This will bring a great reward as children of God. And you'll be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. The ones that come against and speak evil. Against dignity, especially against the body of Christ and those that lead. Apostle Prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, these will certainly receive their reward. Paul said, uh, Alexander the coppersmith had done us much evil. Reward him according to his works. God will reward according to the works, always. And you can't render evil for evil. God will judge it. And just as he said over there, geotropies. Diotrop- uh, has had the preeminence of the church, putting out whosoever you will. John said, I'll judge you whenever I get there. They must have forsaken us. Paul said, having loved this present world, many will start the race. They'll be with you, give you the right hand of fellowship. And then the next thing you know, they knife you in the back. Judas Iscariot did it to the Lord, betrayed him with a kiss, not just a coming against, but a betrayal. And Jesus said, friend, why did you come? What are you doing here? There he is with a Roman, Roman soldiers with the lanterns and swords against the Lord Jesus Christ. What did the Lord do to him? Nothing but good. Three and a half years, he saw the teachings of God manifest in the flesh. And what did he do? He turned on it. Many will do that and follow their pernicious ways in the last days for gain, for politics, political reasons, thinking they're going to move you out of the way and take over your ministry, whatever the case is. But your ministry is sure and steadfast, established in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be, be encouraged and uh, know that the Lord God will judge all things and those that say that they are your brethren but they are not by the synagogue of Satan. The ones that came against you know that Jesus stated that I will make them come down to Philadelphia church, Revelation 3. These ones that came against you said, let the Lord be glorified. They thought they were right with God. They thought they'd have a right to defame you, to curse you. They thought they were right. Jesus said, I will make them come down and, and worship before your feet. Not worship you, but worship before your feet to make them know what? That I have loved you. These all will receive a just recompense of reward. But don't let it bother you. Don't leave a church because you have a hypocrite or a false brethren in there that lie, cheating and steal. And their works will certainly find them out for the judgments of God are already manifest from heaven. taken vengeance on them that know not God. They will not get away with anything they've done. So be encouraged in the Lord, pull yourself up by your own bootstrap just as David did and be encouraged because the Lord God is for you. The Lord is with you and he that's begun a good working will perform it to the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Know that these, t- these times of trouble and persecution will happen in the last days will be greater than ever. But then that will be the time that when gross darkness takes the people and they walk in not only darkness but gross darkness covers the people, the Lord Jesus will be a light upon you. You will be a living witness, a testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll be glorified in you. Well, if this has struck a chord with you, uh, there, we'd love to hear from you. would like to be one with you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906. Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. You can call, leave a message, and I'll get back to you. That's a country code, one plus, area code 903-746-4885. Or you can visit us on our websites, drop us a message, or if you have a question, let us know. SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com, or DennisBeard.org. We thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings whereby we keep the podcast coming to you over the air. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, behold, the real Jesus.